Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Here we are at the end of the year. Um, this is going to be the last podcast until 2022, taking the rest of the year off, going to be moving into a new house, um, holidays with the family, and just spending time with them. Um, but I wanted to share three things that everyone needs to do before December 31st, in my opinion. This is something that I do every year um, and try to make sure, you know, uh, one of it is really a kind of to-do item. Um, the rest of them are, uh, one's a little more ethereal and then the other one's just kind of a, a general sense of being. And um, these are things that I take very seriously. I try to do them more than just at the end of the year. But for whatever reason, I think we as humans are primed. I mean, you see it across cultures, you see it in even, you know, though places like China have a different new year than we do. They work off of a slightly different calendar. Um, you know, the end of the year is a big time. It's a it's a big deal. It signifies uh, a new beginning, uh, one more trip around the sun, as it were. And um, I think because of that, we're a lot more mindful this year of just how things have gone for us, uh, a lot more mindful of things that are important. Uh, and if you're not, you should be. Um, and granted, we need to be doing this throughout the rest of the year. The things I'm going to recommend, um, you know, you can do these at any point in time. This, you know, hopefully would be more of a state of being for some of these than than anything. But uh, like I said, there's something about this time of year where people are a little bit more open to taking a pause and doing that. So I wanted to share with you three things that I've done for the past decade um, before December 31st. Some of this is functional. Some of this is, you know, just a little more. Um, you'll see. But uh, number one, I'm a very goal-oriented person. I have a vision board. I've been doing one for the past eight years. And I have found that incredibly helpful because number one, it's a fun activity. Uh, if you're not sure what a vision board looks like, you can Google it. Uh, an example have come up. But mine's very simple. I pretty much pull up a Word document and uh, I go to the internet and I find fun pictures, clips to represent goals that I have set for myself that year. So it could be everything, um, you know, from how much money I'm looking to earn that year, all the way to how many books I want to read, take a vacation, where do I want to go, just whatever it is that I'm, I'm really shooting for that year. I want to put that, that goal out there, but I do it in a fun way. It's only pictures. Um, there's not like any kind of like you don't write anything out. And uh, I just keep that somewhere where I see it all the time. So it's hanging up in my office or, you know, some people I've seen have put it in their bathrooms and like taped it to their mirror. I think it's a I think it's a great idea and a great way to stay goal oriented. But being goal oriented sometimes can be a little uh, overkill. I know for someone like me specifically, um, very goal oriented. I'm always tracking stuff and trying to make sure I'm getting there. And it is proven incredibly beneficial in my life. But there is also a lot of value in just being like, like just taking the moment in, you know, drinking in time with loved ones. Um, and that is something that somebody like me uh, has a really hard time with sometimes because it's always all, oh, hey, you know, what, what am I working towards? What's on the next? Sometimes you don't need to be working towards anything. Sometimes you need to just be. 
Um, I think that's one of the hardest things for us to do. Even if it's, I think a lot of times like busyness just creeps into our lives so much that even if you are doing things like preparing for the holidays and getting ready for family coming into town, like, you know, they have this saying, are you a Mary or a Martha? And, you know, a Mary is somebody who could take that time and just be a Martha who's somebody who's always working, even when people are around because they want, you know, the the food's got to get cooked. The place has to be clean. The bed sheets have to be, you know, put out for uh, the the guests and visitors that are coming. Everything's got to, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's a balance because you need both of those, right? But for people like me that are out there, who have a hard time just kind of being in the moment, just remember it's real. There's not a lot of time left in the year and we don't know how much time any of us has left. Our days are numbered and uh, don't let these special moments go by. So because of that, the first one is for those who have goals, um, you know, annual goals, shoot to hit them by December 24th. Okay. That gives you one full week until December 31st, the last week of the year, to reflect on the year, count your blessings, be in the moment, um, just enjoy that time. Uh, there's a lot of holidays that are happening around you know that period of the year. Um, you know, if you don't celebrate any of those holidays, just enjoy the time off the the season. Um, and and like I said, being with people that you care about and doing things that you care about. Um, so yeah, that's really uh, number one that I would recommend. I always try to make sure my goals and being, and I've been in sales for so many years that trust me, that can be hard to do sometimes. Like you really want to get things done by them. But you know what? If I don't have it done by December 24th, hopefully there's a minimal that has to be done in order for me to hit it. But I, that's what I really try to do is have everything wrapped up by then. So I have a full week to just enjoy the moment. Number two, uh, this is a very functional thing. Adjust your retirement savings for the upcoming year. So if you have a 401k, IRA, any of those things, you don't necessarily have to make changes. You may be in something that's perfectly fine, perfectly comfortable, but most people don't ever really look at their 401k's performance throughout the year. Um, they're not checking how it's doing, you know, up against the market or whatever the case is. And, you know, if you are in a TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, uh, if, if it's through your work, whatever it is, any kind of retirement savings that you have, I would recommend if you are, aren't comfortable and, and don't know like what you would change it to, then don't change anything. Normally you can call them, they will get you in touch with a representative and then you can work with like some type of account manager who will be able to give you some advice at that point because that's what they do and they get paid more when you do better. So they they want you to do well. But just take if, if that's not something you're actively doing, and again, something with these retirement accounts are not something that you need to change every year. Um, but you know what? Like in a year like this where the stocks have been blowing up for the past three years, we're due for a downturn. If it doesn't happen next year, I don't know what's going on. So I may go and I may you know, talk to the advisors and go, okay, you know what? I've been pretty aggressive in a lot of my uh, investments. Let's maybe scale it back this year since we think there could be some, you know, what are some safe havens we could stick this in? You know, just kind of talk to them about that and see maybe if we want to do something a little bit smart just in case things turn south. Um, so yeah, so adjust your retirement savings for the upcoming year is number two. Then number three, I believe this one is so important. And I think that a lot of people do this. Um, it's kind of the, the season of giving. Um, but I don't know if people do this in all these areas. And that's what I would want to encourage you is you need to be giving 
of your wealth. And when I say wealth, I mean all four types of it. Okay. We talk about this a lot. I call it Forto, the four types of wealth, and that is time, financial, health, and social. Okay. Those are the four types of wealth that we all have is time, financial, health, and social. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean of give by your wealth? Well, give of your time. A lot of people, you know, that just means volunteering, you know, with an organization. And that's great. Uh, I, I think that's something that that um, being charitable is something awesome. But don't forget about the people that live in your neighborhood. Um, you know, one year I just went and I was pressure washing uh, my driveway. And I was just kind of like, you know what, my my neighbor's driveway, I, I knew him, I, you know, I ran into him from time to time, knew their names, knew, you know, different stuff like that. I just went over, I didn't even ask him, I just went over and I just pressure washed their driveway too, just because I was doing it. And, you know, just told him, hey, you know, it just wanted to do that for y'all, no reason, you know, <laughs> have a great day kind of a thing. And they were so appreciative of it because I mean, who imagine if somebody did that for you? I mean, you would be so blessed by that. And um, that was just me giving a little bit of my time, right? And sometimes, you know, giving money is great. A lot of people donate to charities this time of year. Um, but having boots on the ground, having people that are actually there doing things, it's different. And it doesn't just benefit. There's You get so much more out of giving of your time and of yourself than you ever will just giving of your money. Both are equally important. Um, but, but as far as for you, like, I just really recommend it. it it's, it's something that will, uh, pay you back in dividends, I think. Uh, so then the next one is financial. I think this is probably the one that people are the best at. This happens most commonly. All the nonprofits are out there. You know, there's a lot of great ones. A lot of people are donating, you know, trying to get that last second tax write off, whatever the case may be. So I'm not going to harp too much on that one, but please do give this time of year, not just for the sake of a tax write off, but also just because, you know, it's important. Now I will say this, do your research. There's a lot of great nonprofits out there, but because of the system, the way it's set up, there's a lot of crappy nonprofits out there too. Make sure whatever it is you're donating to gives a good amount of your dollar to whatever the cause is. Normally, uh, from everything I've kind of read, you know, it should be at least about 70 cents on the dollar. So for every dollar that you donate, they're only going to take, you know, 30% of it in for administrative costs. Anything that's much higher than 30% at that point. I would question the effectiveness of that nonprofit. Um, you know, if we're talking that, I mean, I've seen nonprofits that are nationally recognized um, that were giving like 70 to 80%. It's really bad. The other thing I would be careful is if you're giving to nonprofit, uh, not for profits who are there to promote awareness for an issue, because the, 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 the problem with the awareness and the ways that the rules are written with nonprofits is that could literally be anything that could be TV commercials. And it's like, you don't really want like breast cancer awareness. I don't really want my money going to awareness of it. I think we're pretty aware of how bad of an issue breast cancer is. I want to go into actual research. Like I want my money going to figuring out a cure or treatments to make women's lives uh, more comfortable or men's men get breast cancer too. I mean, you know, whatever it is that you're donating to. It's like, so anytime it's a nonprofit and in their mission or in the, it's about awareness. 
I would just be a little careful, dig into the mission, ask some tough questions, because I know that everybody who's out there is giving of, you know, that is giving money is giving it, uh, you know, trying to do good and further the cause and just make sure that who you give it to is being responsible with it. Because there's a lot of organizations out there that are doing some great things. And like I said, I'm sure you just want to make sure that your money is maximized towards whatever mission it is that you're giving. All right, so that's financial health. What do I mean by that? I don't mean go get you know sick or do anything like that. You know, and in a lot of ways, this is the one that's probably the least applicable. Applicable, but I would honestly just tie this in with like you know go go like do something tough for somebody, right? Like like help uh, an old lady who uh, yard may be in shambles or something like that, or help her go put up a Christmas tree, like energy. That's kind of what I mean when I'm talking about health. This is very much going to be tied in with the time thing. Uh, health wealth is normally just about being healthy and things like that. Obviously, it's hard to give that away. Um, but, but but like I said, it, it kind of just goes in with that. Do things that that you know aren't exactly fun to do and go help the people who need help the most. Give of your energy um, as well as your time there. And then the last one is social. Social wealth is something that I have personally been blessed with. I have amazing people in my life. I have a wonderful extended family, um, you know, parents and siblings and cousins and all that. And, you know, I, I, while I am jealous of my time with my family, I also try to be aware of my friends uh, or people that I may run into uh, the church that I go to, you know, sometimes we'll run into people who, you know, this time of year are kind of coming and, you know, they may be in some rough straits or maybe it's a tough time of year, you know, because they're having family issues or whatever the case is. I just, just try to be aware of that. Just be aware of the people that are in your immediate surroundings. And it, and if you have um, social wealth, if you have a, a good family dynamic or at least a fun one for the holidays, right? <laughs> Not saying my family doesn't have drama. Oh my gosh. Every single freaking family get together, it gets heated. But we all love each other in a fun way. It is it, it you know, we all, you know, have a have a good time talking about, you know, political and social issues and sports. Oh God, the sports. They get out of hand. But you know, we always have a really good time. But the social wealth, like I said, bring people into that. I'm not saying you have to invite them over on Christmas morning or whatever, it, it, you know, nothing like that. But if you're able to, you know, invite them to, an, you know, a dinner maybe, or be like, hey, are you doing anything on, you know, this day? And, you know, would love to just hang out with you or invite you over to some friends. A couple of, you know, of, of us are going out to get something to eat or do drinks or have like a fun activity like axe throwing at, at the local place or trying something new. Just be aware. There's a lot of people who get really lonely this time of year because, you know, they don't have social wealth. They don't have close family ties or whatever the case may be. And we want to be aware of those people and we want to care for them. So those the, that that is what I mean when I say give of your four types of wealth, the time, financial, the health and the social. And again, these are not things that you just have to do the last week. Um, but I think it's a great opportunity that if it's not something you're mindful of throughout the rest of the year, uh, I think it's a great time to start building that habit. Uh, and at the very least, just to, to just to do some good for some other people. And the funny thing about all that is as you give it away, you will probably get as much as you gave, if not more. So with that being said, I hope everybody had a great 2021. I know it felt like uh, 2020, you know, 2.0. <laughs> 
in some ways. In some ways, 2021 was worse uh, for for my immediate family than uh, 2020 was. I mean, 2020 was rough from a global perspective, but 2021 was a a tough year uh, for us. Um, a lot of we had a lot of huge highs and a lot of massive lows, and uh, not too much in between. I mean, it was it was emotionally a crazy year. And um, I hope that for all of you out there, uh, you're doing well, you're staying healthy. Um, hopefully the pandemic hasn't affected your job too much or your health or you know any other forms of wealth um, that you may have. And I hope that going into 2022, uh, I wish you uh, you know, uh, upwards mobility in all four types of wealth. I hope that you, uh, you know, wish blessings upon all of you. And I hope that 2022 ends up being the year that you discover something about yourself, um, and, and take you and your family to new heights. And with that, have a very happy new year. And I will talk to you in 2022, where I am going to have some really big announcements. 2022 is going to be massive um, due to the, due to this, I'll, I'll give you this hint, due to the success of this podcast and due to the feedback that I have gotten back, I am going to be heavily investing in this platform and in others. And I'm going to have in uh, the first quarter of 2022, some honestly, for me, some life-changing um, uh, announcements that I will be making. And all of that is only possible due to all of my listeners and all of my friends that I had before this podcast and I now have because of this podcast. So thank you all. And again, have a great 2022. I'll talk to you soon.